Murph is all about hot, badass, nasty speed. I mean, that's how you got to play the game of hockey. Listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Behind the Mask. What is up? Hello, Behind the Mask listeners. Back again for another episode. Me, Ryan Collins, and co-host John Supan. What's uh, up? Not much, man. Just got back from the Wings game uh, last night. Uh, that was a great tilt there. Hawks stole the victory from five four in OT. It was. What are the wins doing? Just lose. Yeah, I don't know. They had that light, late third period. They've surge done this and, twice in the last like week. Anton Oh man, he's stellar. He's a good. Well, I don't. Player. I don't understand why they're doing it though. I truly don't. Yeah, neither do I. But uh, Abdulkader played only five shifts, six shifts the entire game. It was I, odd. Yeah, I don't know. He said hurt or something like weirdly, but I. Looking at it, uh, I mean, if you're trying to lose for Hughes, I mean, I don't know what, uh, like, what are you doing? Yeah, they definitely need some defense, and Hughes would be a very good asset for their team. They, yeah, they need to start tanking pretty soon. They're pretty far down. I there, know they're but, pretty far down, but you really you're down four to one to Philly and yeah, Black, and, you, and, you, and come you come back. back. Yeah, I don't, I just don't understand. They don't why. like losing at home, yeah, man. This isn't a Red Wings podcast. This is a Mission State nope. hockey podcast. That Michigan State Hockey this weekend split three points this weekend, kind of diminishes and probably ends any hope of having home ice for the Big Ten tournament. And went a big win on Friday, and then they lose on senior night on Saturday night. But, I mean, you looked at the takeaways of this weekend. It, it, it didn't look like Michigan State was outmatched by the talented Penn State team, but Looking at it, it, it looked like a missed opportunity this weekend in my book. How did you see it, John? Yeah, I, I thought they came out flying on Friday. I thought the intensity level was was way better than the weekend before against Wisconsin. Um, so I, I thought they played really well that first game. But the second game, they were they were really not capitalizing on their opportunities in the offensive zone. Uh, I, I thought Letheman played great. He had 44 saves on Friday, 42 saves on Saturday. So he was not the issue. Oh, I think the issue was lack of lack of intensity, lack of scoring drive in the offensive end. Personally, I, I, looking at Lethman, I mean, he was solid on Friday night. He was, I thought he was really nice. And not, I, on Saturday, he was a little shaky with his rebound control, and I think yeah. that kind of got the best of him eventually. But I mean, you looked at this weekend, not a lot of scoring from the KHL line. Cordarinko uh, was the only guy to get on the board this weekend. Actually, putting the puck in the net. I think Hiroshi might have had a assist or two, but that I mean, it's all it was all depth scoring this weekend. It really yeah. was. Yeah, it really. Like if you look at the box score, yeah, Adam Goodsir, um, Cody Mylan, and Jared Rosberg all scored on Saturday. Yeah. So and then on Friday wasn't a different. That was the same story, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean, you looked at Friday. You had, I think you had one goal from. Mylan, you no, you had one goal from Kodorinko, and then after that it was Goodsir, Tamer, yeah. and Mylan. And Miller, or yeah, Tommy yeah, and Miller. Tommy Miller, who scored his second goal in his whole mission state career. Yeah. So like when you get it was de- kind of neat to see that though, huh? Yes. I mean, 
Especially on that now, they get the win. They, I mean, they're really solid on the penalty kill. I think they, Michigan State only had one power play the whole game, and I think it was in the first three minutes. Where and they scored on, on, it too. on Friday night. Yeah, on Friday night, they only had one power play, and it was a five on three for two minutes, and they scored. Yep. But that was uh, that's the last time we saw Evan Barrett on the ice that yep. weekend, huh? Penn State lost their number one player, Chicago Blackhawks prospect, yeah. and. I mean, Hobie Baker, he, he might be a Hobie Baker finalist. No, he is, yeah, for sure. He, I mean, he's well, he's, he's, uh, he's a nom- Yeah, he's a nominee right now. The but. 80 other one, eighty other players in college hockey are nominees. But, I mean, you looked at it. I, 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 the couple questions I had after this weekend, I mean, more of the same of this Michigan State team, except the KHL line just didn't really go. So, I mean... The defense, I think, was a little bit sloppier than it's been for a couple weeks. But Penn State, don't overlook the shots on that because they were firing them from all over the ice. Yeah. yeah it, it really wasn't anything It wasn't special. like those 40-something shots were always high-quality scoring chances. They just threw the puck at, and that's what helped them on Saturday. I, just simply yep. getting pucks in the net created more opportunities for them than it did for Sparty. So. I mean, it, it, I mean... You could see how crushed Michigan State was on Saturday. No, I, I mean the senior. I mean Zach Osborne comes off the ice trying. Yeah, on senior night, all three of them With, were just yeah, huddled in the yeah, middle of the ice. Brennan Sanford, Tony Milan, they're, they're all pretty emotional. No, I because I think they understood if they didn't get a point on Saturday or some remnants of some like either get two points, one point. Not they. They had to come out with at least five or six points to give themselves a shot. Not this weekend against Ohio State, but the weekend after. But and now they got to worry about not being last in the Big Ten. I mean, I know you you don't want to play that number two seed come tournament time. Yeah, I I, I really don't think it matters because getting down to the brass of it, I think a lot of these Big Ten teams are very similar and yeah. mm-hmm. not necessarily. De- I, I mean, no, no team is superior. Yeah, so. because you you look at Minnesota. I mean, that's yeah. a great example of what you're I mean, trying to say here because they drop a bunch of games. To and then Michigan sw- State, I mean, I, don't, I forgot who else they I, lost they to. Swept a, they got swept by Michigan State and Penn State, and then they come yep. back this past weekend and they sweep Ohio State, arguably yeah. the hottest team in college hockey, yep. which is it's pretty wild to see. But I'm going to give you guys a little preface. I My computer and f- cell phone are both dead. See, so I'm working cold turkey right here. See, I wonder. John, John's at the dock in front of him. I have three questions in there. I I, I thought my the old noodle would remember them, right. but I'll I'll, I got you. I'll have John pose them. Yeah, no, good I'll, co-host. We'll, we'll do a little bit of a reverse role play here. Yeah. So, is there any juice left in this team? Do you see, Collins? I I I was thinking about that. I I really think this team has been so consistently inconsistent. You can't really judge. What they're gonna do? Yeah, but I agree with that. I I think the KHL line. It's a big question if maybe Taro Hirose, Lewandowski, and Todorinko have already played their best hockey. Yeah, I, I mean, and as of recent, they've all had that one game where it's just either one guy on the team or nobody, or one guy on that line or nobody on that line is gonna score. They haven't clicked the last two yeah. weekends like they usually have, and, and they, that's that's what was huge in that Ohio State win back in January. I think yes. it was. When they won eight seven in uh, overtime, yeah, yeah, they they had a lot of points on there. I'm pretty sure they had three of the three of the seven goals. Yeah, but I, I mean, even when they're not producing score wise, 
you can like look at it and just say, I mean, I, I remember the Notre Dame game. They got shut out and they were dominant still. Mm-hmm. They were dominant. I mean, they, I mean, Cotorinto hits a pipe at the end of the game. They don't tie it, but I, I you watch them sometimes early in your year and you're like, wow, this, this it's like they're on a power play. And right now it's not that feeling. I understand the rigors of the Big Ten might like get take away some of that energy and the legs you had, but I, I, I think that's the biggest question because if this Michigan State team wants to at least win a round or two in this Big Ten tournament, that I mean Hiroshi and Lewandowski and Kodorenko are gonna have to be their best players. Yeah, those secondary guys on your team are not gonna carry you past Ohio State. No, I mean the secondary guys they at, they might they proved us wrong a couple times. I mean, I we, mean they produced this weekend and they were they were really good on Friday. Kamer's been really good. Adam Goodsir's gonna be a really good player here at Michigan State. Really good in the faceoff circle, and he's art. He he's just a really good energy guy. He reminds me of like a young younger Brendan Sanford, who's gonna have more effect obviously since he's a freshman. Yeah. So, I I I mean. You looked at that and the depth scoring they've gotten. I mean, Jared Rosberg scores, I think, for the first time in like a month and a half, something yeah. like that. And it's kind of nice. To see yeah, that. it's nice to see your D, your defensemen, other than Dennis Azana and Zach Osborne, to produce. But I, they're not going to take them past the elite teams in the Big Ten like Michigan. Not, nope. not, not necessarily work. Michigan, Ohio State, or Notre Dame. They're, they're just, you need your big guys to produce in big moments. And, the last couple of weeks and the biggest moments of the season, they really haven't. And I think that's a slight maybe on them. Maybe it's just, I mean, Michigan and Penn State had really good game plans for them and played good structured hockey. But I think that's a thing to look at as we head into the postseason after next weekend's tilt against Ohio State at Value City Arena. So here's my question to you when it comes to that next series we're about to see. Will Ohio State maybe pull some shifty moves and maybe like drop a game or two? I mean, just as like mess with the standings a little bit because they get I, a buy, right? I yes, they do get a okay. buy, and I don't think they will because I feel like hockey is such a game of feel and confidence. When you kind of start messing with the lineup and stuff like that, I mean, I I I do think you'll probably see maybe if they win on Saturday, you'll see a couple of guys who haven't played all year for Ohio State getting the yeah, lineup. I could see that. Yeah, so. Maybe a but you little, don't think they're going to deliberately drop the, both these games I, I don't just know to why move around would. the standings. A I, I, I don't. I don't know why they would. They've been pretty good against everyone this year, and the way Tommy Napier and that is playing. I mean, I think his save percentage is something like nine forty in Big Ten play, which is a joke. Like that's stupid. Yeah. And like Mason Joseph doesn't have the numbers as a lot of the guys in the Hobie Baker like race, but he's. Just as important. He's just a sound hockey no, player. No, he's just as important as any other hockey player in, in the Big Ten and maybe in the country. Yeah. So, when I, I I don't think Ohio State will do anything like that, but I I I could see maybe they win on Friday and they're like, hey, let's go throw a couple of guys who've been healthy stretch for about a month. Keep those them, guys yeah, healthy. Get them some. Your main guys. Get some reps and stuff. So I could see that maybe. Yeah. That's a good point though. Okay, yeah. You, you never know what they're gonna yeah. do. What was that second question? Okay, do you go with Deritter the rest of the way? Yes. Or do you keep Letheman in? I think I, I Deritter? I mean, Deritter obviously lost two straight games to uh he lost two straight games to Michigan, but I mean it wasn't his fault. He ba- basically kept him in those games. I, I as what I've heard and what I've read. 
So and decide with you, he had a he had a better rebound control those last two games against Michigan I, than I just Lethman said, did. I just think his ceiling's a little bit higher than Lethman at this point of the season. And if Lethman was playing the same way DeRitter was, I would stay with Lethman. I I just think Lethman right now is not as sharp. I think you see him kind of struggle every once in a while. I, I you think he lost confidence ever since that Notre Dame series and they pulled him out and put DeRitter in? Do you uh, think it may have screwed up his game a little bit? I, I don't know about that. I just think sometimes with a guy like Lethman, when there's a guy, I, I just think DeRitter's a little bit more talented and he's playing good right now, so you might as well ride that more talented guy. And he's younger, too. Yeah, it's he's got a like, couple years. Lethem is capable of winning his job back. It's not that. It's not like DeRitter's head and shoulders better than him. Yeah, I think we've it's, gotten to that point where we can see it's a healthy balance. Between yes, no, it is point. a healthy balance. They're I just both utilized perfectly in a team. I, I, I just think at this point of the season, DeRitter has, been, has more ability to maybe steal you a game. I think Lethem... If, the, if say this team's playing as good as they can play on a defensive end, I mean forwards are bad checking. It, it's just like a really good sound like game from the on the back end. I think Lethem's a good guy to go on that. But right now at this point in the season, Michigan State is not capable of doing that. And I like the Ritter in those type of games when he. I mean he's made fifty. He's already had a fifty save game against Michigan. I mean mm-hmm. he shows out in big games, and I think. He's the type of guy you want to roll with when you're going into postseason. Yeah, so going off that, would you like to see him all the time in the postseason? Say they win the first series. It's a first. It's a game of three, right? Yep. Series Best of three. Of three. Okay, so would you put him in every single game that first series? Uh, or would you even bother play. switching it up? Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I, I don't know how Dan Cole's going to handle it, to be honest. Maybe we call Ruff or uh, – former co-host Andrew Burkle, what they did last year for Big Ten tournament play. But I'm assuming he'll just stick with one guy. I could see this Ohio State series kind of being a barometer who's going to get to go. A little feeler. Yeah, like, I mean, they don't play. I mean, they get a much-needed weekend off this weekend, get a little rest, get the lights back, and then they go to Value City. I think even if it doesn't matter in the standings at all, it's going to be crucial and – important to see who is the better goalie probably out of that weekend. I'm assuming DeRitter's going to get to start on Friday, just the way Lethman played on uh, Saturday night, last Saturday night. So And, and Cole knows he's not really going to step on anybody's toes at this point of the season. I mean, you're 30-plus yes. games into this this rodeo right now, and you just got to – he's he's been that guy where if he needs somebody to produce, he's going to put you in. And that's what we've seen him moving around the lines this last weekend. Yeah, you had Jake Smith coming to the lineup who yeah. was – played seven games he's gonna play the guys that are gonna win some games I mean obviously stuff happens but uh that's that's who he's gonna put out there and and I I think you're right I think Ritter might have the call the rest of the way depending on how he plays in this series because I do think he will start on Friday or next Friday yeah so it'll it'll be interesting to see that I mean yet Jade Smith worked his way in the lineup I, it's kind of been a weird balance with the D. I and Butcher's Safari wasn't in the lineup for a large portion large portion of the season. I like him. Man. No, no, and he's they brought good. him back, and he's he's really solid on the PK. It's just those subtle things he does, like blocking shots oh, off yes. the glass and out. Those simple defensive hockey plays, he does it all the time, and he's that's what he puts him out there for. Dan Cole loves that too, so I was surprised he mm-hmm. hasn't seen more games. And he had I a think, lot of ice time this no, weekend. Yes, didn't he. he 
him and Cole Krieger right now are kind of splitting reps with uh, Zach Osborne on that yeah. second. I kind of like that. I I like Keep that seven too. defensemen in your lineup. I I like that too, and uh, I think that opens up and gives your D better opportunity to succeed than when you have like four underclassmen. I I like having a veteran guy on that back end who can kind of settle everything down. He might not be the most offensive minded guy, but he does the like right things and. He plays the way Dan Cole wants. Yep. So he's been solid. And then. Yeah, that was the third question. The, the, the KHL I, line was the important players. Yeah, that's how, who would be yours? I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this today mm. in class. So outside of the KHL line, because I think all three of those guys are the most important players for this team because they're capable of carrying the team by themselves. All three of those guys, Lewandowski, Kodorenko, and Hiroshi. So outside of that, who do you think? is the most important player for this team going forward. I'm going to go with two of them, just because I can't really decide. I think Sam Saliba, their captain, is a huge asset to this team, He's been especially a lot. in the face-off circle. I will say this. I I didn't necessarily understand why he was on the second line for a large portion of the season. It, I mean, the last month he's been very, very good. Mm-hmm. He's dominant in the D-zone face-offs in – He's everywhere you need him to be on the ice. It's not no, like he's yeah. giving you the best scoring opportunities, per se, every time he's on the ice, but – He's always there. He'll always back check. He'll always be that presence in the defensive zone as a centerman. Yes. So that's all you can really ask for. I mean, you could ask for a couple more goals. But. <laughs> I I also think he that's he's on that second power play, and it's been a lot, lot, lot better since Christmas break. Yeah, because so. before Christmas, I mean, a little after Christmas break too, they were just using that one line. They they kept that line out yeah. there for two whole minutes. But every I, power play. So you're gonna go Sam Saliba. Yeah, who else? my other guy is Brendan Sanford. I think. Okay, I, I think like he, that he can be a big time game changer for Michigan State come playoffs. Maybe this last series too. I mean, he is on the third line, but he he has. I mean, he's a senior. He's got to lead by example in a way, and I think it'd be very important for this team and for him if he did that. I I, I like that Brendan Sanford pick. I was actually gonna pick him. I I think he's. He's a big body guy who moves well, plays good on the defensive end, and brings you a little bit on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. And like I, I, like I said, I think last week he just loves putting on the Michigan State uniform. Yeah, he's just a guy. Him he's and Zach, an East Lansing boy, right? Yep, yep. He's so from you East know, Lansing. you know, he's right. He's been around ride here. Or die. Him and Zach Osborne are two guys who just love Michigan State hockey, and they'll do anything to like preserve what they're doing. Yeah, I, I, I think down the stretch. A guy that this team's gonna need is probably Tommy Apap, who's on that line with Sanford. Usually, I, I, he's been solid all year. The sophomore, I, he's, I, he's been a, he's been hanging around that fifty percent mark in the faceoff. So that's the only thing I'd say for him. He needs to get better with. Yep, these next two games because he has been his whole line. Brody Stevens and Sanford, they've been physical. They get pucks down low and they cycle the puck very well, but. At the same time, you have to make sure you get that puck right off the faceoff. And I, you could take a – yeah, I mean, Saliba's got it figured out. I think looking at it right now, I think the Logan Lambden, Adam Goodsir, Cody Milan, Milan, excuse me, and guys like Austin Kamer have been so much better since Christmas. Mm-hmm. Tommy Apap, his effect has not been as well known as it was maybe in the first semester of this year. I, I, I think he's still such a solid player. And he sets the pace kind of on that on that third line with him and Sanford. He so doesn't I, back down to anybody, though. I we think, saw that in that Penn State series. I mean, you look at it this year, I think he has two goals on the season. Looking at it right now, he does. 
if he could get a little bit more production on the offensive end, I, I, I think he's an assistant captain. He's definitely a leader in that room. I, I, I like that pick. Yeah, so I, I think him and maybe and then a, a wild card Austin Tamer because it sounds like he's just beloved in the locker room. The way Dan yeah. Cole was talking about him in the press conference. Yeah, but we didn't see him at all before Christmas break, did we? Was he ever incorporated yeah, in the lineup? Yes, he was. He probably I'm looking at I'm looking at the stats right now. It's he's played 15 games this year. I so want to say been early on, huh? I think 17 games. Excuse me. And uh, looking at it, it's just he didn't really play early on. And I think the Notre Dame series. Dan Cole, the first Notre Dame series at Mount Ice Arena, he kind of put him in the lineup, and Dan Cole liked away. He's a defensive-minded kid, and now he's starting to do some stuff on the offensive end, scoring this weekend. Hey, he opens a, himself up. That was no. wa- that wide-open goal he had right yeah. from the slot. Yeah, I mean, he's had two goals in the last two weekends, one against Michigan and then one from a beautiful Big-time goals, yes. too. Yes. So, Game-changing goals. So – I think Austin Tamer, I mean, when you get a guy in the locker room that everyone loves, kind of gets things going, and he's kind of like an energy guy. It's a huge boost. You think Stahoviak's going to come back at all? I don't know. He's been kind of in and out of the lineup recently, but he's a talented player, and I don't know. Him and Mike Matson, kind of him, Mike Matson, and Jade Smith now are a little trio. You think they're interchangeable? I, not interchangeable, but they've been in and out of the lineup. Yeah. So... Uh, it might utilize him for different situations depending on what team he's playing. I, I, I mean, Matson's more of a bigger guy. So, Stahoviak. How do you say his name? Stahoviak. Stahoviak. Yep. Excuse me, Stahoviak. That's a tough one. There's a lot I, of, a lot of constants in that name. We didn't really used to say his name on the podcast of Burkle because we did, felt bad for just completely Botching butchering it. it. And I feel bad now for butchering it. But We'll get it. I mean, he's more of a skilled guy. Matson's more of a physical big guy. And Jake Smith's. Probably more of a structured hockey player, just that yeah. does things the right way. So it'll be interesting down the stretch what they do there. And Big Ten standings, again, don't have them in front of me. I got them. Co-host Johnny Supan is going to go down the Big Ten standings. All right, so we got sitting at number one, Ohio State Buckeyes. They are looking good, but Minnesota is actually catching up to them. They got eight points. They're eight points behind them. They, they got 33. Ohio State's got 41. Okay. Probably not going to change. Um, Notre Dame's at the third spot, Michigan, number four, Penn state pulled away from MSU by two points in the standings this week. And they're at number five, MSU's at six and Wisconsin is two points behind Michigan state with 25 at the seven seed. I, I, I think next weekend and our next weekend show, when we get in the big 10 tournament play, is going to be a lot funner because yeah. we're going to get to see the matchups and. Maybe all when the, do they announce that? Is that I, it's right be, after the weekend, do you think? I mean, announce it. I mean, they're, it's or, pretty yeah, obvious. Yeah. So after that Saturday, we'll figure out what all the matchups are, and that'll be pretty fun to dive into next week. Yeah, but that'd be cool. Not going to get in that right now. John actually wrote a really good article well, thank for you. Impact about Tar- Taro Hirose's opportunity to win the Hobie Baker. And I was looking at it today. Since Mission State doesn't play this weekend, I figured we would talk about it a little bit. John, John, what did you kind of say in that article? And do you think Taro Hirose actually does have an opportunity to win a award? Yeah, I, I think he really does, and I, I don't think that's any question right now. He leads the nation in points and assists. He's got 50 points on the season and 35 assists, and he's one of the 16 Big Ten players that are uh, in contention for this award. So I think he's got a pretty good shot. I'd say other than a couple guys like Quinn Hughes, I'd say Quinn Hughes has a real good shot at it. I but I here's the thing. There's a point where you don't know anything about Quinn Hughes's scholastic work 
how he does in school, how he is off the ice, because that's a huge factor in this award. And I, I've said this kind of for weeks, I, not necessarily on here, maybe on here, but when I do radio appearances for our live radio show, The Dream Right Report, when they usually go to East Coast guys when they give this award mm-hmm. out. I mean, it's based in Massachusetts, so that's like a big thing. And UMass Amherst has had the, like, the best year, I think, ever yeah, in they are school really history. Well. So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be either. Their really best wouldn't. player. I, I, It's a real shame that I didn't have my uh, computer today because I had the kid's <laughs> name down. But I think you could look at him. I think you look at Johnny Walker at Arizona State who leads the nation yeah, in goals. I like him. He, he's been really nice. And, I mean, Arizona State, I think – is still in the top fifteen in the national rankings. Yeah, he was uh, he was joke. on the Spit and Chicklets podcast yes. earlier in the year. Yeah, he yeah he was kind of a like clown. That. So I, I and then Evan Barrett's another good piece. But I, I'll just be curious since Toro Hirose has most points in the country by like ten, mm-hmm. and then like most assists by mm-hmm. almost ten again. Yeah, so, so which is kind I mean of he'll wild. probably end up when the season's all said and done Best probably stats. the leader in both of those still respectively. I I, I but I, yeah I don't know how. How much that plays into the award as opposed to, you know, the scholastic side of it, the yep. school work, how you are on and off the ice. I don't know how that all gets accounted for, but I don't know. I think he's got a real good shot. Uh, I thought there's a lot of people probably around here that are going to vote for him. Yeah. So I think he regionally has a good shot as opposed to some other guys that are in the Big Ten I think he's probably got one of the best shots out of the guys in the Big Ten, for sure. I think it'll be interesting, and I think next week we'll dive into this a little bit more, too. I, I think we should take a look at the historical, like, what what is the historics of, like, the award? Like, who yeah. usually, like the, like, the Heisman, it's all quarterbacks. So, so we should break it down like the yeah, last it, 10, 15 years yes, or something, see what the yeah, trend is? Yes. So we're going to do that after we do a little Big Ten do a little Big Ten preview next week since oh, Mission State takes the weekend off. We kind of had a lot of time. Finally. Finally, yeah. Yeah. Get the legs fresh. So we'll take a look at that next weekend. Got anything else before we grade the show, John? Oh, uh, no. I mean, go anything Hawks. Anything in the personal life? Go Hawks, man. No, nothing in the personal life? Um, No, not, nothing right now. Everything's good. I just had a nice uh, nice meal at Landon. So that's I've never been to true. Landon. You should solid. try it out. Yeah, I mean it's pretty bad if you go before five because nothing's really open. You know that. You know how that goes. Yes. Yeah. 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 You got a nice what, is, what do they got? Do they got the? They had a nice sandwich. S- do they salad. got a CEO? What What is that? Did no. You, no. Is it not. A, Is it a stacks? Nope. Nothing like that. So they don't what, have any. So they just have like a couple. Is this the Sparties one? Is that Landon the Sparties one? Landon's the, the one right by. You know where it is, right? Right across from the Union. Is that oh right yeah, yeah. By I'm not, I've never even considered going over there. Yeah, but man, give it a shot. Anyone who's not went to Michigan say probably has no idea what we're talking about right now. But <laughs> these are dining halls, and this is the struggle we live in. Not right the struggle. Now. I mean, Michigan State's dining halls are a joke. How nice they are. So I'll never chirp an MSU dining hall. But <laughs> before we go, I got would it, got it. Okay, enough just, of that. All right, let's just wrap. Okay, this Okay, before <laughs> that, before that, we gotta give a little grade of the show. Okay, I'm gonna go. Um, I I think we need two grades for this episode. For me, D minus. Not having a computer. That's and phone, not. I, that's not just... having a computer and phone ready to go is an absolute joke, and it's embarrassing. And yeah, come on, get with the times. It's 2019. I, you always I, have I'm, a charger on you, Collins. Yes, I know it's stupid, <laughs> and uh, I think they're gonna have to look at to it and. Uh, in the lead offices if they need to replace me. So. Yeah. And then for Supan, 
grade A episode. I'll give him an A minus. Oh, wow. wow, thank you. I thought our delivery was pretty clear today. I yeah, thought we I didn't guess. we didn't stumble no on a lot. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give I mean, it. I'll a, always stumble, so it doesn't matter. I'll mix the two together. I'll give I'll give her a B B B B. Okay, there's always room for improvement, Collins. <laughs> always room. Okay, so for Johnny Supan and Ryan Collins here, I hope you have a nice weekend, and I hope the Red Wings lose the rest of their games. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Impact Sports Behind the Mask. Peace out.